Capcom hit us with their winter update and it was absolutely jam-packed with a ton of intriguing new Street Fighter V content. From the V-shift mechanic to new characters, we react and offer our thoughts and speculations about where SF5 will go in the coming days, weeks, and months. All of that, plus I have a few words to say about a recent Poison article that didn't exactly go over so well on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Green. With me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Yes, I am overwhelmed. We had so much content come from Capcom for Street Fighter. I am not used to this. I do not know what to do with my hands. I do not know where to start, but I am excited. Uh, uh, Let's dig into it. Where do you want to start? Okay, well, first of all, you have been pretty unimpressed with where the game is at right now and i remember pinging you early tell our listeners how you feel about the game its potential how this announcement made you feel okay i don't want to get ahead of myself and say anything uh, because everything is so very much in this kind of chaotic potential stage but i do feel very confident in saying that there is a major chance that this whole new mechanic along with plenty of other stuff but especially this new mechanic that we're seeing is going to change the way street fighter 5 functions on a very fundamental level it will shake things up stuff that didn't used to be as good might become great stuff that was overpowered might get completely muted Uh, The management of meters and V-triggers and all of this stuff is about to get shaken up hardcore. Uh, It might be amazing. It might be terrible, but it is not going to be like it has been. I know that. Mm. Yeah, now, I'm a little bit more muted in terms of how I see this now. uh, I see certain characters like Rashid, Balrog, and Bison. The dumb stuff those characters can do where they just make you hold block strings all day long and there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. The the V-shift is going to make a difference there. Now, it's still Street Fighter V. This game is not going and changing dramatically, but what I think I'm hoping is going to happen is that that offensive and defensive balance you and I have talked about being so wacky in this game, I think that defense and offense is going to come closer together. Now, I still think offense is going to rule the day here. I think this is an eSports game. I think Capcom realizes that, and I think that if you're going to be biased towards one of the two spectrums, you're going to pick offense. But if sure. if you get that like 55-45 or you know, even closer to 50-50, whatever it can be, I'm pretty damn happy because that is Street Fighter. That is a history of fighting games, and we have had – I feel like offense and defense in this game is like 70-30 or something ridiculous. So if you can move that pendulum back, I'm extremely happy, and it looks like – it looks like – they have at least moved the needle here. So you don't think that there's going to be a massive shift? Oh, well, let me bounce this off of you and say, like, if, if this is a massive shift kind of a detail or not, the very fact that this new mechanic, which is a defensive one, and, and we'll outline the specifics of what it does in a minute, but the very fact that it requires V-trigger or V-gauge means that if you're going to use it, you're not going to have V-trigger like you would before. And that in and of itself is already... Oh my gosh, like it's directly attending to another part of the game while subtracting from another. I feel like that swing is is just naturally going to be fairly large. Now, we've seen uh, everyone was very hyped about V reversals. You know, for if you played the alpha games, alpha counters, that's exactly what they pretty much are, right? Uh, and everyone was very hyped about them. And then the reality came in and we're like, oh. Like, really? And I remember Combo Fiend talking about V-reversals, and he's like, people aren't using them enough. They're just holding pressure all this time. And 
there's a funny thing of what the developers intend for the game to be and what the community actually embraces with it, right? So I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm also skeptical because we've seen the same song and dance before, and I'm more of like, I still think offense is going to be the dominant factor in this game because it's just, it's an esports game. You do need offense to be a thing, or you've got... Sure, I, I agree with yeah, that. You, you've got third strike again, and we're not going back to third strike. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if you love third strike, but that was a hardcore defensive game, and the community and most other people... It just, it didn't work. It was not a commercial success. You can't go back to that. I, I'm so sorry. You can't. Um, but you can have a much closer, you know, thing. And so I, I still think you're going to see Rashid go in there and go crazy. I think you're going to see Bison do it. That Those tactics are so powerful and they've been so well ingrained in our community that they're not going away. But I do think they're going to be mitigated. I think that you're going to see less of those and you're going to have more opportunities to escape them. And just when you're sitting there eating brain dead pressure from the Bison player, who's just saying, psycho acts, I hope this works. I hope this works. I hope this works. The fifth or sixth time he does it, you can V-skill or a, a V-shift out of it and punish him for it. And all of a sudden that, that brain dead Bison player who's gotten way too far and done way too much with that character has got to actually think about that psycho axe when he throws it out You think there. it's going to get to the fifth the fifth one? That's still bison, man. <laughs> yes, but still so, bison. so and, and and we we really need to see what this works, how this works, like when it's in our hands and such, yeah. right? But this, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, it doesn't work when you're in block stun, right? So it's not a V reversal. This is basically when an attack is coming in, and you can use it at any time. But if you use it just out of nowhere and there isn't an incoming attack or throw or projectile then it costs more meter or maybe it's more like you get refunded half of your bar that you use to do if, it if, if you, you use it properly if you do it like perfect it's almost like a i almost want to say like a a, a perfect parry or whatever in some of the other games where mm -hmm. you do it you, your recovery is faster basically or but in this it seems like you um you get more of your meter back instead of spinning the entire bar you get half of it back or something if you do it perfect that's right. what it looks like so, so far but that can change right so, yes, it looks like a pretty good kind of counter to more obvious attacks, right? But then beyond that, this is going to be something that when someone's in uh, uh, block pressure, which is one of the most hellacious places and common places to be in Street Fighter V, right? They're going to have technically options to get out of that every time that pressure you know between each one of those attacks right as long as the string isn't isn't airtight you would think you that do this but what happens when you're in the corner and you try that and you get you have invincibility frame you get crushed countered because someone just waited for a second for it to come out and boom i don't think this mechanic's working well in the corner at all and i think characters with really strong corner carry like rashid like g uh like balrog they get you in the corner and it's like you're still holding this stuff but in neutral i think this is going to create some more opportunities i definitely think this moves a needle let me be very clear about that but i don't think that street fighter 5 is ever going to shift into this neutral heavy footsie game that Street Fighter 4 was. I just don't think that's in the cards for this game at all. I do think that it could be more of that, but this is not Street Fighter 4. As much as this looks like invincible backdashes and kind of like focus attacks and stuff coming out, right? Like it's, and we'll get into that more in a second, but I, this is a return to more of what Street Fighter is, but it's still Street Fighter 5. 
It's interesting that you highlight it in terms of Street Fighter 4 as like an invincible backdash, which I don't disagree with you at all. But the first place that my mind went was this is kind of a, a sampling from Street Fighter 3's parry book yeah. in that this is predicting when an incoming attack is specifically going to land and planning a strategy or, or like a, a little bit of a sequence, a maneuver exactly around that. And I mean, again, you can use it whenever, but there's a punishment for that and that you it costs you more bar. This also provides an opportunity for players to, it appears to, skillfully evade certain attacks and kind of sprinkle in their own ability where Street Fighter V has very much felt like, man, certain characters with their sequences, with what they can do, with how safe stuff is, uh, they, they kind of play th themselves in that you can just do this without much thought. There is going to be more thought that's going to go in first to the defensive options here because it's on the person who's defending to do this right. But then, like you mentioned, hey, that what's the counter that comes back the other direction if you're the aggressor and you're sniffing this out you're going to begin to mold your game around that and by the way that also means that sometimes you're just going to drop your pressure because you're planning it to have happen and maybe the person doesn't do it and they just get to walk out of there for free or jump out for free stuff along those lines but even just as we theorize on the very basics of it right here you can see how so many of the sequences that we've seen play out or just block pressure that kind of a thing from street fighter 5 have the potential to change in big ways, both from an offensive and a defensive perspective. Again, I, this game is going to change big time, in my opinion. Mm, I, I, I really agree hardcore with it. It's definitely going to change and evolve. And where you were faced with kind of no options before, except you got to hold it, you're going to have some options now. But you still are going to have to hold quite a bit of stuff because I look at what Delayed Wake Up did for Ultra Street Fighter 4. And people are like, oh, this is going to completely negate, you know, Vortex and other stuff. It's like, no, nah, now people are going to come up with option selects that cover both your Delayed Wake Up and your normal Wake Up. And it's what they did. And Vortex was still a thing in Ultra Street Fighter 4, but it went from being an 11 out of 10 to being like a 8, a 7. It was still really good. The Vortex characters in Ultra Street Fighter 4 were still some of the best characters in the game. And they had those layered options that the game was so layered with option selects they had option selects for your option selects like that's how bad it was the offense is so good and so diverse in this game it's hard for me to see bison like just plummeting down the mountain unless he is also coupled with a bunch of nerfs which i would not cry any tears over i'm not going to cry any tears over mm -hmm. bison any day especially with rose coming because rose is the antithesis of him and you know hey sure but anyway um <laughs> look like Anytime that the community, like, I, I, I just want to caution the community because if you look throughout the history of these fighting games, anytime Capcom has added a new mechanic and other stuff, people have gotten really hyped over what it is. And then, eh, you know, like Red Focus, it was like, okay, that just makes Yun better. You know, kind of thing. That's all that, that really did. Uh, I mean, it, it added some style points, but you did not see Red Focus very often, right? It was just like... It, it was a combo extender exactly. for the characters that used it most often. Yeah, and so this is definitely better than Red Focus because this is something the game badly needed. But the people who got super hyped over Red Focus were left fairly disappointed. I think people should be hyped about this, but I don't think they should be super hyped about it. I do think that uh, it's going to most certainly add another level of, of interaction where, again, there's an option here where there wasn't before. Yes. And so one more thing that people have to actively think about when they're playing Street Fighter V, and as a juggling pin, juggling ball sort of game, as we often so use that, that metaphor for this, that can be a little bit intimidating. But I do think it's also happening more in places where... Um, the, the, the juggling game, as, as much as we've said that, 
isn't is too simple mm-hmm. and needs another dimension to it uh, and and it's not necessarily going to be as far as i can tell as prominent in the more general like neutral game save for maybe if you know bison goes for a very obvious and slow moving uh, over what well, in devil dick you know the uh, the the psycho axe moves like that where you can see them and really react to them and then punish for them uh, but man yeah maybe Maybe not though. I mean, imagine if they if they implemented parries into Street Fighter Three before uh, before having them. How much would that change that game? The only thing is, is we all know V triggers are great, and let's just say they they do nothing for the V trigger scaling again, which I would be personally upset with. V triggers should be scaled because even if you scale them one more time, the reward for doing them is still insane. The reward right now is bat crap crazy good for doing a v-trigger do you really want to risk it on potentially getting crush countered and getting messed up because you messed up your v-shift like it's i i think that for certain cases and certain times heck yeah that risk is it's great to have any option whatsoever in this game defensively if you give a character another defensive option it is so nice to have on general principle is it going to be a game changer I'm more skeptical about that. I I do think it's going to help. And I think for some people who are more on the fence on this game, like you, I think that could be a game changer because you still play this game. You still play it actively. You're good at it, all that kind of stuff. And I think for you, this adds that extra layer you're looking for. But if you're on the fence, uh, if you don't even play this game at all and you're kind of wondering if this is going to bring you back, maybe, maybe one of the new characters really appeals to you, maybe all this other kind of stuff. But if you're not actively playing this game, I don't think this is going to make you come back and love it, right? Like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think it's going to. Now, uh, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on V-Shift because there is so much, but I do want to ask one more thing. This looks like, one, it's it's pretty beautiful when it happens, right? Like that blue spark and like the graceful kind of backdash and then sudden forward movement. Not only is this going to add to the the game uh, experience when for the players, right? But this looks like something for the spectators as well. Yeah. This looks like an esports kind of a mechanic where it's kind of cool to watch. It's going to be super hype. And again, it kind of gets to where we were talking about that parry kind of thing where you know that it's it's got to be somewhat calculated. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on the same, not, not on the same par with parry uh, because that's just so very much like you're going low or you're going high and I'm committing to this. Uh, but and this this seems like there's a little more to it but man there's going to be some really cool counters through this or at least i should say there's the potential for some really cool looking and awesome counters where the momentum shifts and the comeback happens um i'm looking forward to seeing what happens yeah i mean i'm personally very excited about this like i love this as a more kind of neutral footsie based player and i mean you know i play monot i'm about to play rose which we'll get into here in a minute um this is perfect for me like this is like exactly what i was hoping for and as a hardcore player this game like I could not be happier with what I saw with Capcom today. I, I This is genuinely far better than I expected kind of all around the board. And, and actually, so let's get into that. Now, we, we've talked about mm-hmm. V-Skill. What was your reaction overall to this presentation in terms of like, I, I know you've been a bit on the fence. Did this reignite that fire in you to like, I'm really going to pick this game up again and try hard with it? Like, did this did, did this correct a lot of the problems you, you felt overall with the game? Not just with V-Shift, but everything. No, those on that particular level for me, that will come or the answer to that question will come when I'm actually playing it, feeling it and experiencing it and getting emotional reactions to it as I'm playing. But in terms of what was shown here, we've spoken many times about how much Capcom has been clearly leveling up their communication, using this game as a service and continued DLC content to uh, get fans excited and then excited again about new things and keep their attention on the game, evolve the game. Like there's such a 
well, we've talked about it. There's such a process here. And for so much of Street Fighter V's life, they've not only been not handling that well and missing out on the perks that you could have for, for keeping people interested and excited, but actually stepping on expectations as people say, well, you got to do that at least a little bit. And they just, they haven't been doing a good job. Now, fast forward to... <laughs> doing things differently, skip over that, and fast forward to August of, of last year when we got the summer update, and it looked a lot more like some of the other kind of updates that Capcom does, namely for Monster Hunter, and no no uh, surprise there, right? But that still felt a little bit bare bones compared to what we've seen for those other games where these presentations are more fleshed out. We had some there, but it was also coming off of, you know, 2020, and, and I, we feel like this whole season was probably an audible called last minute, so things weren't as in order. And still, we had a very encouraging, like, hey, this is a new level for Capcom. The winter update is a new level from the summer update. There is so much here. It, it's exciting. They, they've given us what we were hoping for. They also peppered in some other information. So in terms of Capcom's esports relationship communication sort of uh, the way they exist in that arena their relationship with their fans it's on the up and up and that tells me that they're listening that tells me that they're growing uh, I, I i am very much encouraged in terms of that and also on that same note the stuff that they are attending to uh, i was reading through the um some of um, the notes be, be, here in the before blogs. you go on actually i do want to jump in on that and mention that um there was a very large departure uh, from Capcom, the, the biggest departure their fighting game department's ever had. Most people know who I'm talking about here. And I, look, I look at this scenario and I look at who left and I look at how much things have changed and I go, that's a factor. And I'm, I I think that person did a lot for fighting games, but I look at this and I, I think it's a very direct factor here. And I know from talking from some of the people at Capcom that that person was beloved by some people there. and outright hated by others oh, no. uh, and this is <laughs> very well done um uh so you take that as you will and I'm, I'm hoping this is a bit of a new era for capcom but thinking everything is going to go perfect because some people are out of the way now you know it's, it's not going to be that way but you know we'll see what happens uh capcom had the classic blunder of 11 getting quote-unquote leaked here uh they did a pretty good job of leaking it themselves or their hint was super obvious and we had the story up within minutes of them tweeting that out right uh with a full analysis of who 11 was and all that kind of stuff but 11's not even the final character he's uh what it was kind of like morphing he's not even really a character i, I don't even he's it's, as far as i can tell he's another random select icon on the on the um the roster screen or the character select screen uh i guess we're getting into 11 now by the way uh so so yeah it seems like he's just another random select button but maybe that would be different from the traditional one if he changes from character to character in between rounds as well that would to me seems like the only kind of difference that there could be otherwise it's just the random select and then maybe the 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 costume or the the 12 sort of um, or I'm sorry, the 11 sort of like a skin that goes over all of the characters when he morphs into them. They still look like they're made from the mold of whatever he's made out of. But yeah, he's he's an interesting, I, I guess I should get into what he, he actually yeah. is. 11 is not his own character. He doesn't have his own moveset. You pick him on the character select screen, he appears, but then he morphs into randomly one of the characters on the character select screen uh, that of course you have purchased or, or own in your own game. So if you don't have a DLC character, he's not going to 
turn into that, give you some freebies there. Uh, but he turns into that, and then you play as that character, randomized V-trigger, randomized V-skill, and uh, there you go. Yeah, it, it, it's, it reminds me of Shang Tsung, you know, in the Mortal Kombat games, to some degree. Now, he's is more of his own character, right? But uh, I, I wonder if they're going to do kind of like a, a little bit of like, here's an expert mode for people who are really good at this game, and here's another way of doing kind of random select, basically. As you said, it, it, you, you, you articulated it quite well. We don't know for sure yet. We'll see more. But um, yeah, he's he's kind of a character, kind of not, right? And uh, it's an interesting throw in from Capcom. And the fact that we're getting one more character beyond 11 now, that's interesting. I didn't see that coming. Capcom was able to surprise us even though he quote unquote leaked, right? And it's it's an interesting thing. I, I almost wonder if Capcom kind of put out 11 as a little bit of a, a red herring there where it's like, you think you know the mystery character? You don't. You know, and and here it is, and I'm like, wow, that's that's hard to do, especially for Capcom to not have stuff leak in such a prominent way. Uh, they that that fifth icon is still grayed out there, so we technically have six characters coming in the season. And as someone pointed out on Twitter, I forget who, we've had six characters every single year as DLC. Now they're right not to call Eleven his own character, right? Uh, that seems to be very accurate there, uh, kind of an own mode or whatever, right? Um, and so it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting way of doing it that I didn't see it coming and it adds a little bit of mystery and intrigue into this game. How is it going to work and how you're keeping us guessing a bit and that's a great thing to do. Again, so much about this presentation to me was a gigantic win and we haven't even gotten to Rose yet. Like that that's how good they did here. I just uh, I found the little bit of the blurb that I wanted to highlight there. Right under the beginning of V-Shift and what they're going to talk about there, it says, need more defensive options? And that has been a, a, a cry from the chorus that is the Street Fighter V community for a long time now. Another evidence that they have been listening directly. And, uh, and, and I know everybody's kind of aware of that already, but right here, it's written directly yeah. into their messaging. We hear you. We are responding to it. And hey, man, if this ends up being effective, like the way it looks like it very well could be this is a good time for capcom it's on the up and up you know yeah. and, and they need to because they're going to get passed if they haven't already been by uh, some of these other developers and uh one of the other things we're looking at here is in the clip like you know this is december footage so the, the game is a few months out from development and a lot can change in a few months especially with a game this this far along or, or um when the timelines are expected to match up like i mean Rose is very clearly unfinished. Her stage is very unfinished. Like she doesn't have shaders applied to her, you know, properly. Neither, neither does her stage. Like Dan looks basically ready to go. And we know he's coming very soon, right? 22nd. Um, there you go. So um, anyway, it's you can see the development progress and all this kind of stuff. It's really cool to see, in my opinion. And, and the motion capture stuff they did, it's it's fantastic. Uh, so one of the things that we've seen, and we're, we're kind of speculating on this, is if Street Fighter V might be adding a guard crush mechanic. And what you want to do is go back to the presentation when Ed is fighting Zangief, and we're, we're debating about this. We have no idea what it is for sure, but I'll be damned if that does not mirror the Alpha 3 guard crush mechanic. And I know that Daigo has been one of the people advocating hardcore for bringing back guard crush. And, you know, it's you're the person who spotted this, John. You, you said like they said mechanic, but I they've said mechanics a few times, too. Like, is there is there multiple mechanics coming to this game? And, and in the history of fighting games, when they've added this stuff, it's usually come with a couple mechanics. It's not just been one. As you pointed out aptly before, it was uh, it was delayed wake up and red focus. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one thing. And especially with the game that they want to survive for a good while longer, are we mixing it up more than we might realize? And again, maybe it's just a property they added to Ed's, you know, V-Trigger 2 where it can, you know, guard crush now. That would be totally fine. But 
this looks suspicious and it's interesting that they threw it in there. And, and what do we know from Capcom recently? They love hiding hints in plain sight, so to speak, right? We just went through it with all the characters that they were showing and, and that was all true, right? Like it was uh, the, the, the Golden Rose, it was uh, Dan, all this other kind of stuff. They are hiding stuff. They're hinting at things. Uh, the 11 thing like was so super obvious and maybe it was so super obvious because it, he's not a real character, right? Like, mm-hmm. They're they're getting kind of next level with this stuff, and I'm going all right because I look we had that eleven story up there before every website on the internet. It was like five minutes after Capcom posted that tweet. We're like, that's eleven, and and then we had his back history, how he's like a Nash's baby. We were all over that crap. Like to me, Capcom knows that, and they know that people are going to be all over it. It's a very obvious hint. I'm wondering if there's some not so obvious stuff hidden in there, kind of on purpose. Yeah. Oh, and I, I just got to shout this out now while I'm thinking about it, too. Remember, Matt Edwards gave us a, a very prominent hint when he was mm-hmm. asked on Twitter, right? And it was the image of that cartoon where uh, someone was driving a car and we're like, oh, is it turbo mode because they put pedal to the metal and, you know, push the gas? No, at the very beginning of it, they shift. It's V shift. I'm pretty sure that's what that hint was just uh, mm-hmm. now that we all kind of know. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> this there's a lot changing about the game and that's another big thing that's like well how do you process v shifts when you don't even have the game in front of you with all of its other alterations to kind of give you a, a starting point or a grounding point to begin to you know funnel this all through it's like so many variables have just changed and they affect each other and such but yeah i, I this uh, potential guard break i personally don't think it looks like a guard break to me in that it doesn't leave Zangief open for even long enough to do a, a crouching jab afterwards. So it seems like maybe yeah, it's, it's more so some... alpha three. Yeah, it's, that's a hundred percent alpha three. Sorry, I just it's that's exactly how alpha three worked. That's how come it, the the animation everything is alpha three. I it's I've been playing Rose in alpha three just to uh, that's my character. I've been waiting for it for a long time, and so I'm like I'm going back and playing alpha three. Hundred percent how it works in that game by visuals alone. But yeah, but mm-hmm. please, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, the, the, we have guard breaks in this game too, and I believe that's what Zangief's guard break looks like here. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, it maybe it is my my well the counter idea here might be that the move that ed's doing in this particular sequence is one that's it leaves him at a great advantage it's in his v trigger it's kind of like where he leaps at you and does like this sort of like overarching uh punch down and uh and that's what guard breaks zangief but not for long enough for him to follow up on at least not from that move or not for ed to follow up on but uh yeah it's like that's something where you're going to a lot of times V reversal to get out of it. And maybe the guard break makes it so that you can't V reversal particular moves that are, uh, are just getting, having that done so much. And maybe this is something of a way to balance out pressure that like, if you actually do get in the pressure that you're wanting because uh, pressure is otherwise potentially nerfed so much by V shift that certain moves that are really liked are going to be ones that are really commonly used for good pressure especially by characters like ed that have not done so well maybe they guard break now so that you can't use a v reversal on them and you actually do get the bonus of of what you want out of that because capcom is worried that the uh, the pressure game might get nerfed so hard now yeah. that's a very very early theory and we very well might have a guard a new mechanic guard break on our hands here but that just might be one other explanation for what we're seeing in the ed clip yeah, so much that, again, uh, Capcom was very adamant at showing that this is December footage. That's almost two months ago, or a month and a half ago, or it could be two months ago now, actually. It just kind of depends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's 
we'll see, you know, kind of thing. It, it, it's a lot of this stuff is we'll see, but it's, it's fun to talk about and that's what we're doing. Um, but speaking of fun to talk about, we got Rose and I, uh, a bunch of people already asked me in the comments and other stuff. Shout outs to, to people who are, who, who enjoy hearing me talk about Rose. Uh, I'll cover her real fast. Um, I think she's going to be, I, I talked about this before a mid range, like sorcerer zoning type. Uh, it's one of the things that that's kind of missing from this game. And it looks like she's going to heavily be able to kind of put traps and stuff on screen that are difficult to deal with. Uh, uh, you don't want to give her a lot of breathing room. I have a hunch she's going to be really free to rush down, um, but she's going to be able to keep kind of a, a, um, a bubble kind of around her of different things that you have to deal with. And uh, she doesn't look to move around the screen very well, but damn, does she look to have a lot of tools. And uh, one of the reasons I think they gave her her new uh, anti-air thing, she lost her soul throw. And now it's called the, the soul bind, I think, or something. Um she stays grounded and she throws her scarf into the air and it looks like if you do EX, you can combo after it. That's a big improvement for Rose's anti-air game and that speaks to me that if she successfully reads you on an anti-air, she gets extra benefit for it. That's new for her. She's never had that before to that degree at least, not with an isolated move. It's like a wall bounce and she gets to combo further? Uh, it, it basically just sets you up for um, a juggle afterwards uh, when you do an EX version of the, the EX uh, anti-air. Mm. So I'm, I'm guessing it's something like, you know, Vegas and, and a few other characters where you really have to kind of see it coming. I don't think you could just do it on reaction. But still, if you know someone's going to jump, that's a pretty big punishment. You know, I, I play Monot and it's like, I can like I have to you crush get 80 counter damage. You. Yeah, I get any damage, or, and maybe I can crush counter you and knock you back, or something like that. If I if I really you know read it, um, but I'm not getting like you know that that 200 damage or whatever, or something like poison where she can do an anti or whip into super or something like that. That's uh, now. This is an EX move, so I don't think Rose can do that, but there's there's some interesting possibilities here. Maybe she can do a normal one into super or something. Uh, anyway, that tells me they don't want people easily approaching this character. If you get in on her, I think you've earned it and you're going to mess her up to you know proper degrees, right? Uh, and that tells me, again, she's kind of a, a mid-range sorcerer. She's more probably Rose than she's ever been before because um, she's based heavily around her scarf now. Her kicks do not have the range that they used to. Her kicks were kind of bonkers in every single Street Fighter game. And it's like, she's not Chun-Li, you know, kind of thing. She's based around her scarf. And it, it looks like Capcom's like, okay, well, let's buff up her scarf and make what she's known for more prominent. And so all this kind of stuff said, it's like a, a scarf is a slow moving kind of thing uh, by general principle, right? So I don't think her attacks are going to be super fast when she gets in. Um, but instead of like Dawson playing more full screen, I think Rose is going to play more mid screen and have a little bit more traps and kind of deceptive stuff to kind of dance around the screen with it. Uh, that's what I see so far. Uh, I'm extremely excited. I joked with the guys that, hey, if you just want to pen me in for the 2021 Capcom Cup winner. It's fine. You know, I'll just, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm joking there. Um, uh, I gotta I'm gonna... ask you, though. I gotta yeah. ask you this. For how much crap we have talked on this podcast, it seems to come up almost every week, more often than it doesn't. Akuma stupid air fireball. Guess what Rose has? Air fireball. Three different angles of air fireball, depending on the strength you use. She ha Why does... When did Rose need an air fireball, Rose expert person? I really need to know this. <laughs> okay, so my counter to that is Akuma's is busted. 
And then I look at someone's like Abukis, which, you know, it's an Air Kunai or Fireball or whatever, and it's mostly fine, right? Like, you can do it right and be okay. And so yeah, I Falk don't. Yeah, Falk has one too that's not uh, all that remarkable. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it, we'll see. You know, I, I mean, she's, what I look at with Rose is like, if you kind of let her set up her stuff and you let her get going, she's going to maul you, uh, especially with her like Genijin, um, her soul illusion. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's got Genijin, by she, the way. Oh, man. Uh, I Dream King. Um, he's like, hey, I, I hope you like mirror matches because I'm going to be playing Rose too. You know, kind of thing. And it's like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing, I guess. So a lot of people are very excited about her. She's kind of the official event hub's character because whenever she's in a game, like it always seems like half of our cast or half of our staff is playing her. Um, and so I wouldn't be shocked to see a few people kind of pick her up. Um, she really tends to be very popular, and the best part about it is. Um, Every time they add Rose to a Street Fighter game, she 120% counters everything John Velociraptor likes yep. to do. Yep, and yep. like every matchup that she is in against him, it's like a 9-1 matchup. And it's the best thing ever because I don't even have to work on the matchups anymore. I just can hit buttons and kill John and it's going to be great. Who do so. you suppose will be her worst matchup on the little that we've seen so far? Because I need to know uh, who to no start idea. training up. Yeah, I, I have I have no clue. But dude, like uh, one thing I will say on this note, actually. <laughs> Spoken I, I like a this. true Rose main. I don't know <laughs> what her weaknesses are. <laughs> Or I couldn't tell you. Give me, give me a minute. Like, let me play her, and then I'll tell you. But, You're uh, but a Rose anyway, player. I, you have crystal ball powers. Come on. <laughs> um, I will say that um, uh, watching John throw fireballs, like, and this is something that that's really important. I think for for people looking at this game, um, be true to who you are. Uh, watching John throw fireballs is like watching poetry in motion. And I'm not even joking about that. Like, I have missed this dude throwing fireballs. It's just the way he throws them and the way he sets you up for it, it's special. And he's been playing a bunch of characters who don't have fireballs. And I'm like, stop doing that. Like, you should throw fireballs. You're so good with this stuff. And where this takes me to is, like, I know people are really reinvigorated about this game. Find a character who does something that you love. Because if you, you pick a character who's just good or whatever, but doesn't do something you love, you're going to miss out on a lot of the magic that makes these games fun. And and watching John not have a fireball for five years or whatever has been crappy as hell. Like, you need a fireball, dog. You are a fireball user. You are a poet when you chuck plasma. You are great with it. It's like watching John Troy pluck, chuck plasma. Pluck pa plasma, too. I don't know what I'm saying now. But it is, it's poetry in motion when you see that 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 harmony between player and character and stuff and so not just for you, but for all the people out there, look closely at the new abilities that characters have uh, and, and try to find a character who really jives with what you do if you're not having fun with the game. If you're having fun playing Rashid, by all means, turbulent wind away and, and you're good. <laughs> but if you're not having fun with the game, do look for a character who jives with you because it's it's a huge part of the magic of what makes these games good. And, and again, I'm speaking because Rose is coming and she's like my dream. I can't believe it. Like, this is great. Sorry, dropping F-bombs. That's how happy I am. Um, but anyway, um, that's how I see it. If I have to predict her worst matchup offhand, uh, I'm going to guess it's someone who can dance around her projectiles pretty well and get in. Like, my guess would be a Buki off the top of my head. Hmm. So. Or not bison though. Bison just getting in for free with stuff and and just Rose and Bison have an interesting history because they're they're two counter characters and you never know who's going to kind of end up on top of those two. 
Uh, mm. So <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing because Rose could Rose has instant, uh, instances where she just messes Bison up hardcore, and then sometimes it, it's it's really back and forth. I would I would probably label that one more as five five. Uh, but I I'm talking about a character I've never even played. So, so yeah. sure, yeah. Oh man, so many so many variables now coming down the pike. I mean, I guess we're not going to get Rose right away. Again, the the, the date is February twenty second when we're going to begin to see this, and then what we get the mechanic, we get Dan, we get a handful of costumes. Based on what I saw, I do want to clarify on that. I would be, a, I think Rose is coming in March and April. And uh, hey, Capcom, I know you're listening to this. My birthday is April 27th. That hmm. is a Tuesday. So if you want to release Rose that day, that wouldn't be the worst thing, you know, the worst birthday gift ever. I would be really happy if you don't mind doing that. So um, yeah, April 27th, look out for that date. If it happens, shout outs to me, I guess. I don't know. Um, but but I do want to talk about Dan. Though. Yeah. Um, they showed a lot of Dan. And he looks more like the Art of Fighting Dan than I've ever seen. Like, and, and the story there is Art of Fighting is a 1993 fighting game um, by SNK. Uh, uh, Ryo and Robert were in the game. Uh, and they basically were just carbon copies of, of Ryu and Ken. Uh, Capcom released uh, Dan basically as a joke to counterbalance that. That's a long you know, the story there. But Dan is so heavily based around his taunts now. He's interesting. I still think he's going to be garbage. I think he's going to be the worst character in the game. That's what he's designed to be. But he's interesting he's compelling he doesn't just he's not just some cookie cutter character they actually made him cool in my opinion but but how did you feel when you saw dan um yeah he's so he's supposed to be the joke character right and they're definitely peppering that in not only with the fact that he taunts I mean, you could you could make a character that that does these kinds of taunts still be technically good right not just leaving himself open um and indeed his V skills uh, have to do with basically canceling into taunts that let you go into uh, further moves, whether that be specials or his normals. Um, but then, you know, with the way his V triggers or his V gauges are are set up, <laughs> when he uses a V skill, he gives his opponent V gauge as well, right? Like that still to me is capturing mm-hmm. some fundamental like, here, we're going to break you in the wrong direction. Just matter of fact to begin with to remind everybody that eh, something she might have some good stuff but in the end of the day it's like you have some unneeded and obvious weights put on you uh, as a character that said though they are definitely designing him to be fun to 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 play to to go through like he can do a lot of kind of what looks like freestyle kind of combos when he uses v skills in that he can cancel where you normally couldn't do he's got the only thus far and maybe the only that we'll ever see one gauge v trigger which yeah. i would say man that sounds like even if with all of the the minuses that he naturally or those natural weights that he has on him a one bar v trigger that alone means that you're going to get V-Trigger cancels left and right, which is mm-hmm. interesting to me. It's like the benefit that you get from a V-Trigger cancel in this game is already off the chain. Two-bar V-Triggers are good just because of that, and then you get into what they can do on top of it. It's like Dan's going to have those all day. Now, does this V-Shift immediately offset that and be something of an answer to that? Maybe, but hot damn. <laughs> with a one bar V trigger, that's something in and of itself. So there's reason to like give this character a try. I-, I dare say, even if you're a competitor, he's probably designed to be just naturally not that great. But 
they seem to have struck a good balance between being goofy and making him and giving him things that would be fun to to mess with, to explore, uh, to try out. And then, hey, anybody that wants to play Dan in a tournament, it was true years ago, it's true now. It's like, yeah, you got that option selective. I'm playing Dan. So if I do yep. well, I'm amazing. And if I lose, well, duh. So, yeah, yeah I think they're doing exactly what they want to do with this character. They're hitting the boxes. They're checking them off, the ones that they're aiming for. You don't want to lose to Dan. You you see that guy come up and you're like, I have to beat him. And that provides a special kind of pressure in this game. Like when it happens with Alex, you just feel bad for the Alex player. But with the Dan player, you know, they consciously chose to play Dan. And if you lose to him, it, it's a thing. Like you remember that you, you, you tell that story of uh, Wednesday Night Fights, right? And then mm-hmm. shout out to Exion, a uh, uh, fan of the website. And, and he, uh, his Dan was just amazing like and it's like you get these specialists who can do some stuff and then you see them come up in tournament or you run across them uh, and play them and it's like this is awesome like it's it's street fighter when dan's there now like he he has a spot at the table it's not a great spot he's like sitting at the kitty table or whatever and stuff whatever that is but he's cool in his own way he's cool in the dan way and he's very dan like this is what i love like they're they're one of the things that that drinking talked about he's like I want to see Akuma buffed, but only his Raging Demon, because the signature move that he does needs to be Akuma. That's him. Like The Raging Demon is, is what you think of with Akuma for the most part. Maybe the Air Fireballs, a few other things. Those are definitely fine, as is. And nerf them, please, Capcom. But the the Raging Demon uh, is a signature move, and it kind of sucks in this game, and he's right. It's like, yeah, it's like... I don't think it sucks in this game. In fact, we took it into the... I'm sorry, but I got to oh, okay. say what's true. We took it into uh, training mode, and the reason why Steven thought it sucked was because he got hit through it by a fireball, and it's like, it's not easy to do. It's easier than yeah. in Street Fighter 4, but the demon does have enough uh, it's, invincibility it's good, frames to get through a fireball. You rarely see it pulled out. Even by the best of Akuma players, you will see a few Raging Demon setups, but they're few and far between. It is you not know? used as much as it could be. Um, it and, and yeah, be. That, that's yeah. that's fair enough, but it's because yeah. Akuma doesn't need it. He's used using all of the other amazing yeah. things that are more effective and versatile on, on the, their way to Raging Demon. So. When, and then this is actually my whole point, is that when you look at Akuma, you don't think a standing medium kick, like you do now in Street Fighter V, but you don't think a standing medium kick is like, oh, this is a... a, a a character defining move, right? Oh, like yeah. that's 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 kind of stupid to do it that way. And I really hope that 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 other stuff is nerfed and make make his raging demon a thing that he tries to get every match or or whatever. That's fine. Like and and you know make it better, but just nerf down everything else. And that actually seems like what they're trying to do. Again, I just mentioned it with Rose. Um, they nerfed all of her kicks. The ranges on her kicks are way worse, but her scarf range, the thing she's known for, is way better. You look at Dan. All the taunts now are built into how he plays. A lot of his Dan kicks, all that other kind of stuff. They look to be really good. He has a unique gimmick and a one-bar V-trigger, which I would not be shocked at all if he has a one-bar V-trigger, but all the way he activates either leave him zero or or minus on on, on activate. That would be very hilarious. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, oh, you know, normally when when someone activates in this game, you're terrified. But when Dan does it, it's like you have the advantage now. And that would be kind of a hilarious way of balancing Dan. That's what you would expect, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, the next character we're going to talk about here is Oro. And Oro just showed up for a very brief moment in time on the stream, but he showed up with his Tengu Stone. And that is his iconic move from Street Fighter 3. If you played against Oro, if you know Oro, you know that thing. It is his Raging Demon. And the fact that Capcom knows that and paid special homage to it, and it seems like with all these other characters, they're really trying to honor what they are, even with Eleven, 
that's kind of the perfect way to put Eleven in the game. People aren't going to be hyped about that kind of morphing character normally. Uh, I, I know one of our staff members literally wanted to tune in to see how much of a train wreck Eleven would be. That's what they were anticipating. And then Capcom's like, nah, like, we're going to do it this way. This is how this is set up. And I think Eleven was implemented perfectly for what Eleven should be. That is... I was not hyped about him in the slightest. And it's like, oh, well, now that's actually cool. He's like a little extra feature. He's a he's an expert mode. You know, if you're playing against random people, it's like, here, here's another way of doing random select or an expert mode. And there you go. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's perfect. And so then Oro pops up and Capcom, knowing what the, the temperature of the room, knowing, knowing they're not being tone deaf kind of thing. They they know what makes Oro cool. This presentation kicked butt. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been wanting. If this is our new normal, they, they John, they, they said they're coming back in spring with another update. Can you believe it? They're going to talk to us again in like two to a billion months. I don't. Spring is a weird I don't definition. Know what to do with my hands. But, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it, it's it's cool, and and so I gotta shout them out. It's like we gotta give credit where credit is due, and we have we have nailed these guys to the wall, rightfully so, for a lot of the things that were made. We just talked about why, you know, and I I don't want to cover old crap, right? That's not fun to do. Um, I do want to give special props to the people at Capcom. I know a number of the people there. I know that they work extremely freaking hard, and some of the things that have happened, and the fact that they've had to they've had to keep their heads down and stay quiet this entire time has been very hard on them. And I know they care so much about making these games awesome. I was about as thrilled as possible, not only for myself because of, you know, what it means for me, but for them to get this gigantic freaking win. I'm like, so happy for you guys. I, I, I just, I had to shout it out here because we've given you guys so much crap and you know, old stuff. I don't want to get into it. But this this update right here is probably the best I've ever seen them do with Street Fighter V. Well, and uh, I guess the question there is, is it better than uh, maybe the Champion Edition update? And is it better than the Arcade Edition update? Because those uh, are the two where we were like, man, they've kind of figured stuff out on a new level that they hadn't before. I'm more hyped about this than I was Arcade Edition, even though I think the community might be more hyped about Arcade Edition. Champion Edition, this beats, like, both, both the Champion Edition just kind of, bleh, you yeah. know, kind of, that was just terrible. Um this to me is better because of the defensive mechanic, because of how much I've hated how dominant offense is in this game. And of course, Rose, that's that's my character. You know, like I, I it's hard to beat that for me personally, but if people said arcade edition is better, I would have no qualms about it. But the fact that we're even making that a thing, that we know arcade edition was a defining moment for Street Fighter V's hype and people's love of the game, the fact that we're talking about this update, this this random winter update in that context, that's huge. That's a giant win for Capcom. Yeah, I've looked around social media uh, a, a bit so far. I'm sure we'll do more and probably do a community impressions post and such so we can kind of get an idea of where everyone's at. Excuse me. But I will say that uh, I haven't seen any negativity on, on social media. And the, in fact, I've only heard from one very jaded Street Fighter V person that, that they're not excited or intrigued by this so far. So, I mean, that's very early and that's only one small sample size, but the fact that I haven't seen a single negative thing yet, that's a pretty big deal in my opinion, because as much as people are ready to hate Street Fighter V, and you know they are, Capcom's uh, execution here on this has gotten people past that initial hump that so many have, of like, well, no matter what you give me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk crap about it because I hate this game, just matter of fact. It's like it's gotten past that for a lot of people where they're, they're shouting praises and they're excited and they're like, well, maybe I'm coming back or maybe this is going to change everything. But they're talking about it. They're excited for it. 
yeah, I, I can't disagree. And I, and I do think, to answer my question from earlier, um, from, from my point of view, I do think that this is even bigger than Arcade Edition in terms of where we're at now. We know more about the game. We know even more about what we want. And while Arcade Edition was great for some for some reasons, it was like it was great because they started doing the things like showing us all of the characters yeah. early on before we purchased them, you know, things along those lines, which that was very much a needed change. But that was also a change that was done a few years ago and is now kind of just part of the this is kind of how you do this more. And we understand it. What what Capcom has done here with this has done that same kind of a thing and it's leveled up their communication practices and showed that we can have a little bit more of an expectation and have fun as we speculate and and wait for these games and get ready for them or the developments for them but it's also just man the way that this is potentially going to change the game is is so big and it's so in touch i think this is like a very nice way of saying what capcom is and what they didn't used to be is in touch and man, like uh, just so many good things at once, so much content at once, and still there's more on the horizon. I don't yep. even know who we're talking about anymore. It's not the Capcom <laughs> I've been used to the last couple of years. Okay, so John, I, I'm going to have you look into your own crystal ball. And I want you to say six months from now, do you think the community's reception to this game and, and, and appreciation for it is, because I mean, at that point, we're going to have the balance changes in our hands for quite a while. We're going to have those new mechanics in our hands for quite a while, right? We're going to know what we're dealing with. Six months from now, how do you think the community is going to feel about Street Fighter V? Well, it's not a turd right now, but it's got some turd spots in it. Uh, and depending on whether or not depending on whether or not this update attends to those. So people are leaving more matches, even if they can't articulate it one way or another, feeling better, feeling more driven. Whether they win or lose, they want to play the next game versus they just want to put their head in their hands and get mad or talk about it or go on social media and tweet how unfair or how unjust certain scenarios are. To the degree that these changes change that, that's where you're going to get your answer. And I couldn't tell you whether they are or not. Now, we, we can talk all day about what we do know, which is this upgrade in communication, and that's awesome, and that's part of the equation here. But in terms of will people still be playing it, I think unless this totally makes the game unplayable and horrible, which I don't think it will, um, we've already people are willing to play the game with where it exists right now. I'm willing to usually play the game where it exists right now. I don't think we're going any lower than that. Um, but we do want to get to a better place with less turdness about it. And um, this very well could achieve that. Will it? Well, again, there's so many moving parts, so many variables that we have to see them all in action simultaneously and what the experience is out of that. Maybe. But yeah. but um, it's, it's, it's looking good, but it's six months from now. Will, will people be uh, uh, excited to play it? It depends on how it makes them feel while they're playing it. That's what it comes down to. And I don't think it's going to be worse than now. It, but it might be a lot better. So I am optimistic. Yeah, John, I, I hear optimism, but a lot of skepticism. When has Capcom ever given you reason to doubt them? But anyway, we are going to be back and hit all these subjects so much more. There's so much up on our website. We've spent the entire morning just posting oh, I, stories. I have one more oh, thing of that's not this that I do need to say because I promised people on Twitter. I, would, uh, I, I did an article recently um, about uh, Poison and uh, the internet collectively, or the FGC internet 
collectively like pooped their pants and left all of those poopy pants on my doorstep for having written this article that uh, in the headline says that Poison is one of the most fun characters despite being strong in Street Fighter V right now. And everybody and their mother was like, I have played against Poison and it was not fun because she shuts me down and, and this is and that and it's hard to, to get in and it's just like you're, you're completely out of touch. Um, I want to say, first of all, you got to go read the article, which I don't think like 80% of the people that are talking about it actually read the article. I think they saw the, uh, the headline and jumped to the comments, which fair enough. I guess people do that all the damn time. Um, but so I will spoon feed this for you babies that can't read stuff. Uh, I stand by everything written in that article. I thought very much about just about everything I wrote. Uh, I will concede that maybe I could have packaged it better so that people wouldn't be so inclined to just see a headline and jump to the comments to react to it. Um, but what I, will, what I was specifically getting at for, uh, for that article is that there is a very specific interaction that will happen with Poison in general, and that is that her, she's there to control either the horizontal space or the vertical space with one of her moves, what is that, a heart raid, where she goes into a stance and then can either snap out at you with her whip horizontally or up into the air. And it's very strong, it's very good, she is a great zoner. You can't just get in on poison, you have to use your noggin, you have to get around her moves, and she's at an advantage, especially when she's got you at mid-range or farther. And that's how the character should be. She also has a ton of damage, which I think maybe if she were, if something were to get nerfed about her, maybe it's like that Molotov cocktail EX slashing whip, you know, like where your life bar just drains out of there. But my point here is that she has all of these really good things. She has a game plan. She has a mid-range zoning control game that, as we heard from Dream King a, a week or two ago with his article that he wrote about her from playing her is very fun to do. Well, from playing against him, I've noticed that while she has these abilities to lock you down, she also has to commit, which is what Street Fighter V is, with these attacks in such a manner that if you, or that it allows you to develop a game around them and have a fighting chance of getting in against her if you observe those patterns. She rewards the kinds of, of strategy that Street Fighter V is naturally inclined to um, to favor, while other characters have these abilities where they're not doing much risk, you know, uh, where where they can just toss their stuff out in a more cavalier manner, and even if it doesn't work out, even if it whiffs completely, well, you're fine about it. Poison has enough recovery in these moves that are very good that if you go low when she's going high, or if you jump when she's going low, you can actually benefit from that. And the very fact that that kind of a game emerges where it's like, yeah, she's an advantage, but I have a fighting chance where I can really do something and I can manipulate her ability and in, in her risk and reward to play this game that immediately makes things super intriguing and it makes you feel like you're not just sitting out there at the mercy of how good a certain move is or isn't you're at your own mercy of like well i can at least pick this character apart and there is a weak spot there is a death star trench that exists you know for this character in their design that i can take advantage of and it's not so low probability that i'm going to be able to hit it by like randomly throwing stuff at it or having a a game plan to try to get to it that it's no longer motivating to even begin with it's it's there's a there's a risk and reward with poison that i think is properly balanced so that whether you're playing against her or as her 
there's something fun to do and there's something about you know your ability to to implement versus just relying on training wheels kinds of moves that do the job for you and i really appreciate that and i want to see more of that and the fact that she's a top tier character that in my opinion is still fun to fight against with that with everything that i just laid out that's a really good look for capcom and um, and it's the kind of thing that I want to see with more and more. And it's going to take some crazy revamping of the game to have that kind of happen and not to just completely break characters and get rid of their identities as we know them. And I don't know that it's going to, but I mean, the game is going to go undergo some pretty crazy changes on the horizon here. So who knows what's coming down the pike? But I did want to clarify that because uh, everybody lost their mind about that article. And the, so, the people, uh, the vocal minority. Uh, it's um and again uh, to pull back the curtain here on this. Well, I don't one, think it was just minorities, man. I think it was like an no, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, to pull back the curtain here on this one, um, uh, the whole team here, like you know, we talked about Poison, and it's like she ended up as one of the funnest characters to play against for us. Now, if I had to play Idom on the regular, I may not feel that way. But when I run across a Poison player, it's like I usually feel very rewarded and very enthused about playing the matchup, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have that when I'm playing against Bison or Rashid or other characters like that. It's just it's pretty much a polar opposite so whether that's everyone's experience or not that's our experience and that's something you you really highlighted in there you're like look like this is how we feel about it. it's a fun thing fun is super subjective right you know mm-hmm. some people find chess to be the most fun thing ever some people find it boring it's to each his own right but anyway i just i did want to highlight that uh that 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 point of view on there but we have so much like Street Fighter Five content to get to. We're going to be hitting this sucker hard. Uh, so make sure you follow us on the website. Follow us here on the podcast. We're going to be back and we're going to have a ton of stuff for y'all. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and, and for all the people out there, like I really had a, a nice moment the other day just, just thinking about all the people who listen to the podcast and support it. Uh, the messages we keep seeing out there in the comments, on Twitter and other stuff about, hey, you know, uh, we can't wait for the podcast. Like, we're sorry you guys are delaying it a delay, uh, delaying it a day. Uh, all that kind of stuff like it's awesome like it's kind of shocking to hear that you know a lot of people want to hear what we think and like we we take that very seriously we we try to come each every single week and like have great material for for everyone listening uh we're not always you know perfect but like we we try hella hard to to make this show worthwhile for y'all um so thank you so much for listening to us uh we hope you enjoy the content that's out there and we're gonna be back with you all soon yep share with your friends tell your mom about us we'll see you next week